MP, it's our final event of the year. Oh, it's all a bit sad, Bretto, but after four big events for 2018, we are going out with a bang with one more wellness base camp, and the location for this one is regional Victoria, the great town of Bendigo awaits. Oh, and how's this for a lineup, MP? Bendigo will be rocking with the rock star of wellness, Damien Christoph. The art of self-love angel herself, Kim Morrison, hits the stage. As will the natural nutritionist, Steph Lowe. And I'll tell you what, Steph's presentation at the summit on fasting was a showstopper. You'll be there, Bretto. I'll be there too. And Wendy Stewart from Wendy's Way will be there to share her inspirational story, which really did go off at the Wellness Summit earlier this year. It's Saturday, October 27 at the beautiful All Seasons Resort Hotel in Bendigo and tickets are selling fast. Two for one tickets for this one day of inspiration, information and empowerment are available at thewellnessbasecamp.com. That's right, folks. Get your two for one tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com before they run out and then the price goes up. Finish your year of wellness in style at the Wellness Base Camp in Bendigo, Saturday, October 27. Tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com. Bredo, the wellness world can get a bit confusing at times, particularly when it comes to protein powder. Sure can, MP. Some protein powders have nasty fillers, artificial sweeteners, flavours, and not to mention a poor source of protein. This is what sets true protein apart from the rest. It's true, MP. True protein has no gimmicks, no false promises, no nasty fillers, no artificial sweeteners or flavours, and a total honesty policy that ensures every ingredient list is transparent and pure. Not to mention, true protein is absolutely delicious, GMO-free and grass-fed. True Protein is the premier choice of world-class athletes, sporting teams, and wellness enthusiasts all around the world. And for listeners of The Wellness Guys, you can get an awesome 10% off your True Protein order when you use the code WELLNESS10. Just go to trueprotein.com.au and enter the discount code WELLNESS10 for 10% off. Surely that's too good to be true, Bretto. It's the truth, MP. Wellness Guys listeners get 10% off your True Protein order when you use the discount code WELLNESS10 at trueprotein.com.au. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Damien Christoph and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey Brett, this episode's brought to you by Forage. Forage, love my Forage cereal, Damo, my Forage Paleo, with uh, such a great way to start the day. I make my little homemade almond meal, uh, almond milk, I should say. I put some uh, strawberries on it. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I love forage. Um, I created it with your health in mind, and obviously I created paleo because you told me to. And uh, so <laughs> thank you so much for that. But this episode is brought to you by Forage. It's a great tasting, incredibly healthy, no added nasty muesli range that uh, I created to help you stay well. So if you want to see more about it, go to www.foragecereal.com. Here we go. We're starting again. And I think, I think I'm able to do this now. So I think I can share this to a group. All right, I've got Brady Mick Richardson watching, which is great. Fiona Soy is there. Wendy's Way is there. G'day, Wendy. Here comes Brett Hill. Brett Hill. Add. Add. We should be good. Maybe it only works with. Uh, here we go. Here's Bretto. Damo. Welcome. Bretto. 
We're How are you? Good to go. This is working Far beautifully. Out. That was hard work. Wasn't it? Woo. There must be something we're doing wrong. There must be something we're doing wrong. I'll tell you what, that was um, the smoothest sandpaper that was. Wasn't Unbelievable. It? Here Wasn't we go. Well, we I'm going to pop some headphones next time. Make the audio we? better. Yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> and, and you, to, you told Facebook. me we were doing Why this. Why do you make it so difficult? I said to you, Damon, I said, should I be in portrait or landscape? You said landscape. So I came on in landscape and you I said, know, oh, but it won't. you're the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't let me do it. It wouldn't you let me do it. You, st you stitched it me. Let me do it. You stitched me. Everyone thinks I'm the technophobe. <laughs> I checked in advance and you stitched me. <laughs> You kind of are a technophobe because you are still using a, an Android thing over there, yeah. I think. Anyway, so we've got Annette, Laura, Fiona, Jenny, Steph is there, obviously. Uh, Duncan's there. Melissa Puente is there. Um, g'day, Mel. Uh, wonderful to have you there and joining us. Uh, Enzo Mutsukato, that's a name uh, from my high school. Great to have you there too, Enzo. <laughs> Ravi Rudner, great Ravi Rudner. Peter Rowenfeld, g'day, Pete. Nice to have you there. Laura Barry there. Hey, Hales is there. Sherelle Pink is there. Trudy P TP is there. Um, Fiona is there. And we're all good to go. So, and let's let's kick this off. Dr. M's there, which is awesome too. Hey, uh, Bredo, congratulations, mate. Seven years. Mate, it is amazing. Seven years. I started to say while I was waiting for you on the other call that didn't work, that, um, that it is amazing that we've done this every week for seven years. And as we were saying earlier on today, not only have we done this show every week for seven years, we've also each done another show, obviously 100 Not Out and that Paleo show for six years, which means for seven years we've been recording yep. one episode a week and for six years we've been recording two episodes every single week. How did we manage it? Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know, mate. Sometimes it feels like it's been like pulling teeth. It's been quite difficult. We've got Woody there and Jim Karianis has also joined in and Lindy Callahan's there. So it has been really quite difficult, mate, to be honest with you, but I have loved it. And when we reflect on what we've achieved, it's been quite incredible. Some of the great interviews um, that we've been able to do in the time. But let's not forget our great mate, Lawrence Tam, who helped kick us off. And, yeah. you know, we, we did like 300 episodes with LT. Um, well, which it, was, we wouldn't have had know, the no guys. Feet. We wouldn't have had the wellness guys without LT because he's the only one who knew what a podcast was. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. He was like, "Let's do a That's podcast," so and I was like, "What's a podcast?" He's like, "You get it on iTunes." I was yeah. like, "What's iTunes?" <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You needed all of that. That's true. You need a lot more tech support. That's so true. <laughs> Um, but just recently, Brad, we've changed the format of the Wellness Guys, and I, I like the casualness of our new format. I like that kind of cruisiness that we've got. Uh, we're still doing that little chat thing, which is nice with question, 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 which is good. But it just there's a nice, relaxed feel to it. I know the feedback we're getting from our listeners has been fantastic. Our listenership continues to grow. And, uh, and I want to thank all of our listeners, and particularly those people that are joining us on the call tonight, um, you know, for your support your loyalty, for sharing the podcast with your friends, for letting people know of what we're doing. And I still get people coming into my practice and saying, I, I heard about you on The Wellness Guys or I've been listening to you for the last five or six years and, and I, I, you know, finally I found you. And I, I can't believe that here I am seeing you. You know, it's, quite, it's amazing. And we just feel like we're just normal blokes and we are just normal blokes. But it, it is a really great thing to have such an amazing bunch of people, friends, family, um, enthusiastic listeners 
who have joined us on this journey. So thank you, everybody. Yeah. It's so funny. I was just saying this to Marcus Pierce the other day. I was saying we're such legends in our own lunchbox. Like 99% of the population have no <laughs> idea who we are. And then the people no who love idea. the show 99%. just love it. And it's fantastic. You know, I love yeah. that. And yeah. uh, But it is, I'll tell you yeah, what, that totally. is amazing. You know, what's more amazing than us doing a show every week for seven years is that some of these people have listened to us every week for seven years. That's really yeah. amazing that they've actually tuned in. Yeah. And people come and tell me this. I say, I've yeah. listened to every single episode of The Wellness Guys. And I say, oh, wow, sorry. Even the bad you ones. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and people may not know this, there are some episodes that we never put to air. Mm. Um, and I don't know whether we should ever bring that up, apart from the fact well, that we never we can put, put them to air. Well, it I might don't be know. best not to name names. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Because <laughs> there were some that didn't go that well. Um, yeah. And so we do try to choose the best. One of the things that we've been noticing too, and everybody will be familiar with this, is that after 300 episodes on, um, on the iTunes store, all of the older episodes have dropped off. And many of you might have already noticed that. Some of you may not have noticed that because you've been back to the old ones. But much of the early gold has disappeared. And so yeah. we're kind of set a strategy to get that right for you. And, uh, and we'll have something um, up and ready to go very, very soon um, that will enable you to uh, get access to all of the gold from that period of time. And, uh, and we can't wait to bring that to you either. Yeah, there's some great episodes back there. It's funny. Someone was just said to me the other day, like, they hadn't heard of the wellness guys. God knows who, you know, what they've been up to, but they hadn't heard of the wellness guys. What have they been, and, living, been living in a ravioli or something? I know. And so they were asking me about it and they said, you know, who have you interviewed? And I started <laughs> rattling off a few names. So, you know, you sort of get started and you sort of, you come up with a couple of names. You think, oh, that's, that's pretty good. And you could just see they, their jaw was dropping. They were like, really? You spoke to Tim Ferriss. I was like, yeah, we did. That was great. You know, and, uh, it, it, when yeah. you actually rattle them off all yeah. at once, it's, it's quite amazing to think of all the different people we've gotten to interview. I mean, it's been an absolute privilege for us, you know, because what a great job. We get to call up these amazing people all around the world and say, hey, do you want to come listen to our bad jokes for half an hour? And we can learn stuff from you. <laughs> and, uh, and we do. We get to ask whatever questions we want of all these people around the world, which is just amazing. It's yeah. Really good. Yeah. It is. It is really amazing. And so, but recently we've had some really amazing episodes, episodes uh, that we wouldn't have ever thought would be unbelievable. And one of the ones that both you and I, um, you know, I suppose, were touched by was the, the is it Waipara, the, the, the Aboriginal guy? Yeah, Waipara work. Why it was amazing. Waipara work. I'll tell you what, that really moved me. I've listened, you know, and here's something that the listeners may not know. <laughs> I actually go back and listen to the wellness guys. Sometimes I laugh at my own jokes, right? <laughs> Believe sometimes. it or not, I do. When you say sometimes, <laughs> it means every time. Uh, I go, oh, that one obviously, oh, that was good, Damo. That one worked. <laughs> uh, but I, um, <laughs> but I, but that particular podcast really moved me because it really felt like we got to the essence of what this wellness thing was all about. You know, yeah. what's, what's interesting about wellness is you can come at it from a metaphysical level, a physical level. You can look at it from a food perspective. And we spoke to uh, Scott Gooding today or Gooding today. And we obviously we spoke about food, but then he brought up exercise and he brought up mindset. And then it's, mm. there's so many different experts in this field but there's a vibrational thing associated with wellness and that's as much as when you walk into a room and you feel the environment, you know what's going on. You can feel it, right? That's the palpable stuff that's not there and, and that stuff is wellness too and, and that 
that podcast really brought to me the sense, the feeling that we were connected to that sort of stuff, mate. Yeah, absolutely. It was just that whole philosophy, that connectedness to nature. Um, and the thing that stuck with me, the, the one thing that stuck with me from that podcast was this idea of generational wellness. Like when he said that, it just hit yes. me. Like it was like it's more than just making your family happy. It's about making the planet happy so that future families are happy. And I was yeah. just like, wow. Like that's that's the missing link to pull it all together. You know, I often talk about how we have environmentalists who are so passionate about the environment and treat their own body like rubbish. Yes. And we have people who are obsessed with health yes. and treat their own body like a temple and then are rubbish to the environment. And I never got where the disconnect <laughs> yeah. was. You know, like how do you not get that yes. And as soon as you said generational wellness, I was like, that's it. That's the missing connection that people need to understand is that you can't have one without the other. And it really forces you to think about food quality. It forces you to think about farming practices. It forces you to think about the soil. It forces you to take a way, way more long-term approach to health and wellness. And I just loved that concept. I really did. I was, I'm with you. That episode was a ripper. Yeah. But there have been so many rippers, Damo. I mean, who's been your favorite guest, Damo? <laughs> well, it is quite incredible. Um, I love interviewing Kim Morrison. I really do. Um, you know, she's she's just an angel, and I love it that she's joined us with all of the wellness summits. And I felt, you know, very grateful for you, Bretto, for keeping me in a part of the wellness summit um, this year, even though I'm not part of the wellness couch officially anymore. But obviously, as a podcaster, I'm part of it. But it's really nice to. I love listening to Kim, and I love how far she's come with what she's doing. Um, some of the recent ones that we've done that I, re I really loved, uh, you know, obviously Steph Lowe. Um, You've got to say that. I, look, I love Tim Ferriss. I loved that back in the day. And Lauren Cordain. I loved the Lauren Cordain one. Um, I loved, you know, all of the ones that we did. Peter Diadamo. I really loved that one too. So, you know, the Peter Diadamo one for me was awesome because it really it was, you know, he's been an idol of mine for quite some time and has, has formed the basis for my nutrition information Um for the last 20 years, I've been still, I still talk about it. And when we look at what Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab are doing um, on a quirky journey, and, and they're talking about ancestral eating, not so much paleo, not so much keto, not so much vegan, but ancestral, um, that's, that's where I'm going with it. And, and that's why I like Peter's work. And so that, that was really quite cool. Yeah. Uh, who is a bigger fan? What are you, 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 you doing Peter Diadamo or me doing Lauren Cordain and Rob Wolf? Who is, who is more in awe? <laughs> I think I think it was you. It was definitely it was me. I mean, we did Rob Wolf and Lauren Cordain. We did really early as well. Like that was within our first like ten episodes, I reckon. And I was just totally yeah, man crushing on both of them. Like I was just like a giggly little school kid. I was so excited that I'd managed to get both of them on the show that I was just like, "This is outrageous!" Yeah. Like I can't believe these guys said yes. It was incredible. So those. Those were definitely uh, two of my favourites. Yeah. Wendy's agreeing. She says, Bredo, it was you. You're right, Wendy. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, the other one that I'm I absolutely... I'm much more professional than that. The other one that I was absolutely crushing over was... Um, oh, I've forgotten now. I uh, was loving what is, was Byron Katie. And, uh, and I got to do that interview by oh, myself. Oh, yes. And, uh, and I loved that because I got to have half an hour just to ask whatever questions I want. And uh, I do have a massive crush on her. She's amazing. Like, her work is just sensational and I've done a lot of her work and used it a lot over the years and so to get to actually talk to her about it uh, you know something that has so fundamentally shaped my mindset and my ability to deal with life and deal with challenges that have come along and help me recover from challenges that have come along was just 
amazing to actually talk to her in person. And, and you know, I think my favourite thing about it was actually just getting to say to her, like, thank you, and, like, to be grateful to her for the work you. that she's done. Yeah. And um, it was yeah. amazing. I loved that episode. So that was that was definitely one of my favourites. But have we got lists? I think we've got questions we, need, we should be answering here as well. So maybe Hayley can jump on and share with us some of the questions that uh, people have already posted on social yeah. media. But also, I think if people who are yeah. live listening in, just so you know, you can put questions into the comment box. I mean, we, we are loving you putting your congratulations and telling you telling us how much you love us. We love that. But you can also put questions in there <laughs> we as well. Better, do both. Just tell us how much you love yeah. us and ask a question at the same time. That would be amazing because we're here live and we can answer. You know, you've listened to us rabbit on for 360-odd podcasts without the ability to talk back. You know, you've just had to passively listen to Bain right. long with questions and dad jokes. And, but, but now you actually get to interact. So make sure you jump on and ask us a few questions because we're, we're ready to roll. I'm trying to get I'm trying to get a little word in here, but you just keep talking. <laughs> um, but there was there was one that recently really struck a chord with me, and that was when we spoke to uh, B Ismail or B Muhammad when we spoke about the uh, the crisis that we're faced with with regards to opioid abuse and the oh, deaths associated with opioid, oh, and it's a very topical thing at the moment. Um, you know, we're we're seeing more people die from prescription medication used at the right time for the right disease, in the right place, the right dose, uh, prescribed in the correct way, correct manner, taken the correct way, correct manner. More people dying of that than illicit drugs in Australia. Yeah. Hey, Damon, um, and we see... call that iatrogenic death. Damon, did you see my post on Saturday so... that I took the little photo at the servo? Did you see that? No, I didn't. Oh, so I went into the servo on Saturday. For, for sorry, sorry for... Um... Sorry for talking while you're interrupting, but I'll I know, I know, but, I, but it, it's, it's adding to your point and then I'll let you keep going, all right? I went into the service station on Saturday and I was going in there to get a couple of bottles of water. We were heading down to the beautiful Barossa Valley for a two-year anniversary demo. I know you like that. And, uh, yeah, well, but I walked water, into the okay. service station, right? And in the servo, they've got the, the bottles of water and next to the bottle of water, there's a little yep. sign that says, get, if you get your bottle of water, and get a packet of Panadol as well, then there's a discounted price. So they had a special on for water and Panadol at the service station. Isn't that outrageous? And, and so I was like, well, as a chiropractor, I, can't offer, I couldn't offer a discounted bottle of water with my services because I would get in trouble for encouraging indiscriminate use of a regulated health service because that's what they say. Yet you can go to the service station and get discounted Panadol with your water. Because that's just normal, you know, water, normal, that's... Panadol, just as normal as water. Like that, that was kind of the implication that I got from it. What do you reckon of that, Damo? Oh, that's a disgrace. That's an absolute disgrace. That's called drug pushing, and that is coercion if I've ever heard of it. That's, it uh, that blows my mind. Oh, upsets me so much. Look, um, w there's a couple of questions here. What's been our most controversial um, podcast? Ooh. One of the most controversial podcasts that uh, we ever did, we, we actually never put to air, um, and that was to do with uh, the edible fats and oils. Yes. And so one of the things that we were trying to um, talk about there with, with regards to edible fats and oils was what's a healthy fat? In other words, what would be of benefit to you? But we were speaking to a biochemist who, Lawrence is a great guy. He's a super great guy who we're interviewing, but he just kind of didn't get it, what we're talking about. So he was talking about, 
frying oils and mm -hmm. canola and rice bran oil and all these sorts of things and you're saying oh yeah you know canola oil is definitely the healthiest oil to cook with and um and 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 we were like jeepers i think this is going <laughs> down the wrong way but that was very controversial for us there's been other episodes that we would love to have done, but we're just not allowed to do them. We just can't mm. do them. We'd love to be more contentious. And maybe one day when Brett stops practicing and I stop practicing, we might actually do these these ones because yeah. we can't do it, um, but we would love to. Um, there's a lot of contentious stuff that we could actually do um, and, and, you know, to you know, to really shake things up. And we would love to do that for you guys just to help you educate and be educated about stuff and ask, you know, great questions too. Another question here from Matty Doyle was what are – um, what are some of the, the hacks that we've done to, as business owners to remain well and healthy? Well, it's not a hack. You, you can't <laughs> yeah. actually hack this thing called life. They want I um, love hacks. It, it, oh, bloody hacks. I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's not about hacks. It's just about a mindset around making the best choices possible. Um, and I think, to be honest with you, Matty, uh, for me, the, the thing that's really shifted my consciousness is – is, was going to Greece. Like, that was the thing that I did. Um, and I think maybe even for Bretto, because Steph will have rubbed off a little bit onto Brett. Um, <laughs> oh, I, never talks about I hope that. I said that the right way. Uh, <laughs> I hope I said that the right way. But certainly, uh, some of her behaviours were rubbed off on Brett. And, uh, and, and we, we definitely know that, uh, you know, Greece has had an impact on Steph, had an impact on Jack, had an impact on Amber had an impact on Marcus and, and that for us is, has shaped the way in which we do what we do. So, hmm. Yeah. I, I, would, I reckon there's two things I would say as far as hacks. You know, one of the things that we've been able to do with the <laughs> Bloody Wellness hacks. Guys, right? And Yeah, I know. It's not a hack, but, but it's, a, it's a life skill. It's, it's an it's a action that will better your life. It's not a shortcut. It's just a way of living. But it doesn't, it's not a shortcut because you have to do it for the rest of your life. Like it's something you do all the time, but yes. surrounding yourself with great people, yes. I think is just one of the best things you can do because that's one of the best things that's happened as a result of the wellness guys is that on a regular basis, every single week, I get to hang around Damien Christoph and, and obviously used to be Lawrence Tam as well. And now oh, George Bryan on that paleo show and go. Marcus Pierce, but, but also, you know, we, on a regular basis, we interview experts from all around the world and glean information from them. And then we go to the Wellness Summit and we get to hang around with Karen Smith and Kim Morrison and Cindy O'Meara and Joe Whitten and just that whole tribe is, you know, that's an amazing thing to do in order to better yourself and to be the best version of yourself is to be surrounded by these amazing people. You know, the great Lawrence Tam used to always say, you know, you should never be the smartest person in the room. And it was such a great quote. And then... The other thing that I think I got from Bob and he Lawrence, does that he does that so well. LT yeah. does that so well. Always, he's always travelling around the world to find amazing people. But the second thing he's that I got—he's never the smartest bloke in the room. <laughs> the, <laughs> the second thing I got, I think, from both Lawrence Tam and, and also was just talking about this recently on that Paleo show with my co-host George Bryan, and, and they were both talking about this concept of work-life balance not really being a reality. Um, and that looking for work-life mm. harmony as opposed to work-life balance. You know, understanding that it. it's never yeah, going to be that. in balance, yeah. but you've got to try and find a way to make yeah. them work together harmoniously. And I think that really shifted my mindset around how to get it right with family and work and me time, you know, leisure time, how to get that balance or that, that once again, not balance, but harmony right uh, and make it work in a way that works for you, not for other people. 
And I think that is really a, a massive key, Dave. I know you're nodding and you're just waiting for me to stop so you can jump in and talk about it. I can tell you're keen and I'm just going to keep rolling on to try to... No, away you go, Dave. <laughs> no, no, I agree with you and the whole idea of harmony. But I think, you know, what's interesting is there's a word that we often throw around called homeostasis, which has implied in the past balance. But I love the whole concept of harmony because it's kind of like the ebb and flow. That's like the word love. It's like the 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 combination of complementary opposites, you know, the good and the bad, that's kind of what harmony is. And it's that interplay, that interflow. Um, and I really like that. How about we get to uh, some of the questions, Bredo, yes, and we'll, we'll look at some of those things. I've got them up. Have you got them up as well on your I screen? Can, I can see them here. I can see Tim Johnson asked. Is that the one we're going with first? Yeah, let's go with Tim's question first. So, Damo, he wants to know, are genetic testing services for things like MTHFR worthwhile to help focus on key areas? Are there some that would be more recommended or better quality than others? And what are sources of vitamin K2? Well, that's a totally different question. Also, what are sources of vitamin K2? And also, I like why are you guys just so damn awesome? I like that one. That's a, we'll start with that one. No. That's what I like, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, well, let's start genetic, with the hardest question first. Genetic testing, uh, MTHFR. Well... I, I did a great podcast on something like that um, just today with Marcus on 100 Not Out. Now, I'm not saying leave the wellness guys and go to 100 Not Out, but what I'm saying is that it's a really interesting thing that we in the wellness sphere might be looking at a reductionist view around well-being or wellness. So if we focus on um, the one thing that could be the problem and then we start to target that one thing with just another one thing, we're actually missing out on the, the true concept of what this whole wellness thing is all about. And then we've got to ask ourselves the question, um, does that information actually improve our outcomes anyway? Like, do, does the information about MTHFR really change what we can alter in our body at the moment? Put it this way, there's about 27 um, methylation genes that we're aware of, the MTHFR genes, uh, of which I think there's two or three of them that we're really kind of understanding at the moment, um, are poorly understood at best, but we understand a little bit about it. Um, and I'm not yet truly convinced that that's the only way that our body would methylate. It is a way that our body would methylate, but it's not the only way that our body would methylate. So if we do have a gene mutation, uh, you know, at the moment with the current thinking, and let's just put this in perspective, whenever we talk about science, we have to remember that at some point in the future, the science that we have right now will be proven to be false. It's highly likely to be the case. Um, it was, you know, we thought that there was going to be a disease, there was going to be a gene for every single disease. Then we learned there was 32,000 genes in the human body, but there's way more diseases than there are genes. So then we've learned that there's some kind of combination or deletions or morphisms or polymorphisms or whatever else, and it's still just the best guess. We don't really properly know if it if finding out about the mthfr gene is there our elixir of life it's kind of like um saying that nad will keep us alive for longer because it's actually going to stop uh, redox reactions in the body or enhance redox reactions within the body uh, it, it's it's too reductionistic and maybe it's a bit too simplistic now that kind of answers the question brett i, I know and i know you will have something to add as well but what i also want to just suggest there tim is that it's <laughs> part of the puzzle it's just part of the puzzle um and and i would i would look at I, I would also ask the question like those people that are living a long time have they had their mthfr genes checked that's what i'd be asking you know i'd be wondering that and then i suppose it does come back to the question why 
do you want your MTHFR genes checked? Like maybe you've got a cardiovascular disease. If that's the case, then maybe finding out stuff about that could be good. Maybe you've got a, a history of cancer. And so potentially that might be um, good information because that might actually assist you on focusing on some of the things that you could actually manage. But it may not provide all of the answers that we really need. I couldn't agree more, Damo. I, do, I just think we have such a reductionistic approach to it and we're so focused on the Like I found out recently, because we did do the genetic testing just out of pure curiosity, that I am a what am I, homozygous carrier of the MTHFR gene. So, you know, that should mean then that there's all these horrible things going to happen to me and to my health and to my life. And, and so I looked into it and I looked into, well, what am I supposed to do then if I've got this MTHFR gene and I looked at all the sort of advice and I was like, well, that's just good advice anyway. <laughs> like that's stuff that I do anyway. And it's like most things I think, like the whole point is you do what makes your body healthy because your body's intelligent. And if you provide the right environment for your body to thrive, then you give your, your body the best chance to thrive no matter what gene you've got, no matter what circumstances, no matter what environment you're in, you're just providing your body with a great opportunity to be at its best and to thrive. So I kind of got it and I did the test and I'm like, cool, but it doesn't change anything. Like there was kind of no point to do the test because it doesn't actually change anything that I'm going to do. It doesn't actually change anything that I know I should do. Um, you know, my, my only thing I thought of was, well, I guess if you were someone who was struggling for motivation to do those things, it might help you be more focused and want to do them. And but aside you might. from that, I was kind of like, That's well, right, you've got an answer. what's the yep. point? So... Moving on, Damo, because we've got a few yeah. questions to get through. Tell us about sources of vitamin K2, because I don't know. Well, we did a great podcast. It was episode 307 with Dr. Hognovic, um, and we spoke all about K2 and where you could actually get it from, the supplement that you could take. We spoke about the natural sources of it, where you could get it. So um, without giving too much away, I would actually suggest, Tim, that you head on over to episode the Wellness Guys, TWG 307, listen to Dr. Hognovic. And, um, and that podcast covers everything to do with vitamin K2. There you go. Can I just say right. also with regards to the DNA stuff, um, what um, I got sucked in by the DNA stuff. And, and I'll be honest with you, I thought that we had found the best way to manage wellness by looking at the DNA stuff, but it was a scientific advancement that, um, naturopaths and nutritionists had, had uh, been pioneering in terms of the discussion. However, what I learned very, very quickly is that there's so, like 99.5, it's actually, no, it's not 99.5, it's actually 95% of all genes, perfect, perfect. Well, in fact, 95% of all people are perfect. 5% of, of, uh, of people have a significant gene problem issue um, that, you know, causes significant dysfunction. Now, there may be some polymorphisms and some changes and deletions that maybe we can actually alter our lifestyle to correct and to change, but I think there's more value in understanding the microbiome and the stuff that's going inside your body than the stuff that you can't actually change. You can't change your genes. They are what they are. You need to change your environment. If you look for a healthy environment, then you're going to be great. If you look for a healthy internal environment, you're going to be great as well. So it's your microbiome that's probably more powerful. Focus on, focus Sorry, on physiology. Focus on physiology and what happens when your body works right rather than pathology and what happens yeah. when your body works wrong because that's fundamentally where we've gone wrong in terms of our healthcare system. That's what you're saying. Yeah, totally. So Peter that's Lennon wants saying. to know, Thanks. at the recent wellness base camp in Kayama, it was hard to miss the fact that there are about huh? 203 women and seven men, roughly. I'm not complaining, he says. <laughs> <laughs> 
But what does that say <laughs> about ratios. the industry? Are blokes behind or are they getting the wellness information in another package, maybe fitness or sport? Can we blame some of the poor health stats in men on their lack of interest in wellness? Well, the first thing I'll say is that that, uh, that ratio is a fair reflection of pretty much every event that the wellness guys and the wellness couch have ever done, is that it is just by yeah. far the majority females. And it's not just because Damien Christoph is incredibly handsome. Ah, uh, that's ridiculous, Bretto. No, it's, well, we've known this in health for generations, is that women take better care of themselves and that's reflected also in the longevity stats for women. Women uh, do preventative things. They you know, tend to be more concerned about the way in which they feel, the way in which they look, the way in which they, um, you know, look after the family. And, and they're not afraid to address concerns. And, in fact, what, what, what's interesting too is that the, the greatest number of suicides occurs in men. And so our mental health is a huge big issue as a, as a um, gender, uh, as part of our species, our mental health is a massive problem. It's, there's a big gap in education and the ability to talk about that. But women were talking about mental health back in the 60s. So like, if we're talking about it now, 50 years on from the 60s, we're miles away from it. And so we've got a lot to catch up on. It's as much as if I stick my head in the sand, I won't know anything about it, um, as it is anything else. Uh, and guys do need to pull their socks up. Um, to actually learn more about it. But what is interesting, we are running men's health events quite quite frequently these days, and we've got one coming up for our practice in Sandringham in a couple of weeks' time in October, and um, and it's almost nearly sold out. So we know that there's a lot of people actually, you know, wanting to get along to that. Um, it's a, a burger, beers, and banter night, um, and kind of we've, yep. we've got to go that way. But the beer could be kombucha if you want, and the burger can be gluten-free or naked if you like. And so you don't have to go down the route of, um, food that you may not choose, you can certainly choose wellness, you know, oriented food. But we're trying to, you know, close that big gap around mental health. And so, you know, look look for those events. Well, and I think what you've just done, Damon, is you've hit on part of the answer, I think, is that I think as wellness care practitioners, we haven't always done a good job at speaking to the guys. You know, we've, we've always wanted to talk about health and wellness and prevention and you know, looking after your family and, and all of these sort of wellness topics that we love to talk about, but we haven't always spoken the everyday bloke's language. You know, and, and we haven't really tied it into what they're passionate about, whether that's work, whether that's sport, whether that's going fishing on the weekend. Like, we haven't necessarily done a great job of speaking to them and speaking to their goals. And, and yeah. obviously part of that is that they haven't really, you know, been in the audience. You know, you've got to speak to your audience a little bit, but I also think that, we can do a better job of communicating to guys in a way that's going to motivate guys in a way that guys are interested in. And, uh, and so I'd love to see us, you know, focus on that maybe a little bit more, Damon. Maybe, maybe the wellness guys need to run a guy's weekend of some nature and get the boys yeah, together, that'd have be a great few beers, thing. watch some footy and, uh, and talk about life. And uh, that could be a really cool thing too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, and Fiona Sawyer raises a really nice little point here. She says, I don't think society helps in that men are raised with the belief that they need to be stoic and not show signs of weakness. Right. Takes away any incentive for them to ask for help. Yes. Um, I love that Kim Hughes cried uh, when he lost uh, the captaincy of the Australian cricket team, but he was belittled and ridiculed. Um, yeah. You know, he was so passionate about it, but he cried. And then Malcolm Fraser had a little tear in his eye when he lost the prime ministership. 
Um, but since that time, we don't see many blokes cry, but we now see guys cry when they lose a game of footy. We yeah. see the crowd cry when maybe the team wins, wins the grand final. I know that I did. And, uh, and so, but we are becoming more, um, we're becoming more okay with showing our emotions. And you, you've seen me be very affectionate uh, with my family and my friends. Um, the wellness guys, including Marcus Pierce. Um, we're all very comfortable giving each other a hug on stage and there's nothing wrong with that um, and, and we sometimes Marcus holds on for a little bit too long like I've noticed <laughs> that he holds on for a bit too that's a bit uncomfortable but we don't mind that we don't mind that <laughs> all right Damo, the next so we're getting there we're getting there the next question I think is for me Emily Campbell says I finally got around to listening to the natural running episode and we'd love to know more about Brett's nutrition mm. and pre-run fueling techniques and what do you do to keep your energy up in longer runs and I think we did talk about this in the running episode, but you know, I think we focus far too much on what we eat directly before we go on the run. I think that's the biggest problem, is that people think that the only thing that matters is whatever you eat right before you go running, and that you've just got to carb load up and then fuel yourself for this run. And I think we've got it the wrong way, and I think you know, Steph yeah. Lowe talks about this a lot, but I, th I think it's about you know, getting lots of healthy fats and healthy proteins in when you're training, so you're learning to burn that as a source of fuel when you're exercising, but also, you know, getting lots of healthy fats. Episode 361. Thanks, Damo. Getting lots of healthy fats and proteins in before you go for the run. You know, it's not just about fueling with the carbohydrates because they're a short-term energy source. And so this is why people have to carry around with them backpacks full of carbohydrates because they burn out their energy source and have to keep refueling the whole time as they go. I think if people focus more on getting some longer-term energy from fats and proteins and train themselves in that way, that they wouldn't have that need to be constantly eating. I mean, most of the time if I go for a long run or a long workout, I don't eat or often don't drink anything. I don't take anything with me. I can go for a two-hour run without any food or water, and it's totally fine. So I think we focus way too much on what we eat before and during the run and not enough on what we eat for the rest of our life leading up to that point. That, that's what I'll say on that one. But go listen to... The episode, I know I've done episodes on that, on um, that paleo show as well, so you can go listen to that there too. And if you're really interested, you can listen to, you can get my e-course, The Art of Natural Running. has that little plug, Damo, theartofnaturalrunning.com, and it's $49 yes, for hours worth of information with me, Danny Dreyer, um, a whole bunch of, Kelly Starr, the Barefoot Podiatrist, a whole bunch of experts as well, so check that out. Kim Morrison? Yeah. Kim Morrison. Yes, of course. My gosh. Thank you, Damien. <laughs> Jeepers. Seems like a selling point. I know. Um, Natalie Loraways asked for the best sleeping positions for backs. I alternate sides and always have a sore left shoulder when I wake up. Wow. We nice could that. talk for ages I on know. this one, Nat. Yep, you go first, Bretto. You go first well, and then I'll fill in some gaps. Chip in. All right. What gaps? All right. So the first thing I would say and I always <laughs> say to people is, the first thing you need to know about sleeping is that if your spine is functioning properly, you're going to find it a lot easier to get in the right position and be comfortable in the right position. So I would say first thing is if you're uncomfortable, go and see a chiropractor and get your spine and your nervous system checked. That's point one. And 100%. Then, and then from Absolutely there, deadly. I think the idea with sleeping is to keep yourself in as neutral a position as possible. So either flat on your back or on your side. You know, Many people, if they aren't as comfortable in their lower back, might find if they're on the side, Putting a bit of a pillow between your legs to help keep your pelvis in a more neutral position can be beneficial and having a great pillow. Yep. And so, you know, I do love my pillow. I have, I'll tell everyone, I've got a complete sleeper deluxe pillow. 
And I say that not just because they gave away a whole bunch of free pillows at the Wellness Summit, because that was awesome. But the reason they did that is because I've used one of those pillows for at least, I would say, 10 years, because they are awesome pillows. I have them in my practice. I'm not sure what you have in your practice, Damo, so I might have, uh, you might have a different one. I'm not sure. But, uh, but I do love no, no, great no, pillows. No, no, I've got them. Your turn, Damo. Yep. Yeah, I think a pillow is really important. It's also really important to get your pillow fitted to your bed. So a lot of people go and buy a new pillow, but don't take into consideration the, the pillow top on their bed or whether the pillow the the bed is actually really firm or if it's broken down. Some people have had the same bed for longer than eight or nine years, and most of the fibre within the bed will have disintegrated, and much of it will actually be now dead skin and and you know and and dust mites. And so, you know, be aware too that. Paleo. It's important hygiene to change your bed frequently. And by frequent, I'm talking eight to 10 years. You know, you don't really want to have a bed for much longer than that. Um, and your pillow also needs to be changed every couple of years. So, you know, consider that. But Brett's right. If you're feeling discomfort in your shoulders and you're feeling discomfort in your neck, then you should be seeing a chiropractor. Um, we are actually really good at it. It's, it's an <laughs> amazing thing but chiropractors are really good at neck pain back pain and headache and we're really good at managing the health of your spine and your nervous system it's not we're not joking it's real <laughs> it's actually true so go and see a chiropractor visit somebody and ask them to fit you with an appropriate pillow uh, maybe go get your bed checked and see if it's still good for you or maybe consider getting something that's more appropriate maybe you've lost weight or you've put on weight Maybe you bought your bed when you first had children or maybe you've kicked your husband out of the bed or whatever else, but there could be different sleeping conditions and it's difficult to say. But suffice to say that the most natural way to sleep is actually on your tummy. And, uh, and so that's the most natural way to sleep. Children, babies, when they're first born, will sleep on their tummy. And neurologically, it's a really great way to sleep. It's just that the campaign for back to sleep um, encourage babies to sleep on their back. Now we have a different problem, and that's plagiocephaly. Uh, so a flat head um, or a flat side of the head, and that has other implications down the track. So I'm not saying be frivolous and dangerous and risky about it. Maybe find times in the day when your baby can sleep on its tummy. Um, but for an adult, sleeping on the tummy is quite good, and so a really flat pillow is, is, is a great way to go. Um, um, what's his name, Hall, Dr. Hall? Yeah, he was on this exact Hall same conversation with Michael Hall yeah. too. And, and the, the key thing he said to there me as well is that the, re the most important thing though is if you are going to sleep on your tummy, your neck has to be moving really, really well because if it's not, then that can cause you lots of trouble. Yeah, uh, you do need to be able to move your neck. If you can't move your neck, like if, you, if your range of motion is like that and you're trying to sleep on your tummy, <laughs> that's going to be difficult. But if you've got long. full range of motion, you can get all the way. Yeah, that, you won't last long there. You can sleep <laughs> on your tummy. The other thing is too that you you need to work out whether or not you prefer to sleep on your back or if you prefer to sleep on your side. Um, some people prefer to sleep on their side, in which case you need a higher pillow um, with a softer mattress. That's going to be important for you. Anyway, there's so many things we could talk about there, and it's obviously very specific and individual. So um, I would, Natalie, go and uh, find your chiropractor to have a good chat about it. Fiona asks a question about what's the best way to find the right type of mattress for you. And um, I don't know about you, Brad, but I recommend the Regal mattresses. I, I think they're really good. Um, I also like uh, Back to Sleep. I like the guys I like George down there and Jen Lu down there. I think they're doing a great job. So, you know, you can check out those guys. But we have done some great work with Regal. Um, and, and, and I, I, I like their mattresses. I think they're great. Well, I've got a bed that I've used for 
a long time, more than 10 years, Damo, but it's not the same bed because I've just used the same type of bed. And, uh, and I've had several right. of them. And, and that is one, I, I believe, I think it's actually a sleep maker bed and you get it from the sleepies. And I got it because it was the one yep. that was recommended by the Chiropractors Association of Australia, which is now the ACA. Is that right? What did they change to? What's the CAA now? The, the ACA. ACA the Australian, this, the, yeah, this, that's right. The Australian and, uh, Chiropractors Association. And I remember speaking yeah. to a friend of mine, Joe Iorano, and he was saying that he was the one who actually did the testing on those beds. And he is a pretty diligent yeah. fellow and he was all over it and he told me that yeah. he did all the testing yeah and so i said that's good enough for me and yeah. i got one and i've used it ever since and i love it and it's great and uh and so i've had multiple of those and many of my practice members have gone and got one of those just because i love it and i tell them yeah. to go get it and uh i don't know if they still do they used yeah. to get you used nice. to be able to get a discount if you said that i was your chiropractor or if you said you had a chiropractor because it was the caa range you got a discount i'm not 100 percent sure if you still do but you did so Oh, I don't know either. Yeah, I don't know either. Mm. You definitely do get a 50% discount if you mention your chiropractor at Regal. I do know oh, that. Um, with, um, with, there's some more questions here. So Chandler Delveen says, as a child, I was given regular doses two to three times a year of castor oil. Wow. Jeez. Um, it was a remedy uh, for a good clean out of the system. Is this still something people use or is there a more pleasant way to do a quick, easy worm, parasol, or other nasties cleansing? Okay, that's a great question, actually. We could do a whole podcast just on that. Um, there's not a, a good, quick, easy way of clearing out parasites and wounds. That's just, that's just a hack. That's just not going to happen. <laughs> so um, a good way to just loosen the bowels and to wash everything out is to bring more water into the colon So um, through hydration. So obviously you drink a lot more water. And you can uh, restrict the uptake of the water by using different types of magnesium. So there's a magnesium... Uh, called magnesium oxide, and that will draw water through the colon and just wash everything out. It's kind of like a tidal wave. Like, it, it's unbelievable. So you could do that. Um, that's a goodie. Um, the other thing you can do is high-dose vitamin C. That'll bring things through as well. Um, it just creates a little bit of extra rumbling, a bit noisier, um, but vitamin C can do it, and, and, and so can magnesium. There's other herbs that you can use that are quite aggressive, you know, things that like senna and... Um, but even, you know, some of the bitters like andrographis and cat's claw, they can also stimulate some you know, some good peristaltic action. However, um, I would be more inclined to just bring water to the colon. If your bowels are a bit sticky, add a probiotic. I think that's a pretty good thing to do as well. So just a general broad, broad spectrum probiotic. But having fermented foods, sauerkraut, kimchi, um, kefir, I think they're wise. I'd be careful with commercial kombuchas. I, I think that most of them don't contain a whole lot of probiotic. Um, some of them do, but most of them don't. Um, so just you know, consider what you're drinking there. Yeah, and but, but what do you really, want to add there, Brado? Oh, well, I would just say, you know, it's pretty much the same as our answer to everything. Right? It's like drink water, eat some healthy food, including some good you know probiotics for your gut. Get some exercise to help you you know sweat out and help your detoxification systems and look after your mindset and don't stress too much. Like it's, it's literally, it's the same answer to everything is just provide a healthy environment yeah. for your body to detoxify the way it actually normally does because your body is incredible and has amazing detoxification mechanisms. And if you just don't fill it with crap and you give it what it needs, then it's amazing at doing it. That's what I reckon. Absolutely. Yeah, Stevia. I agree with you. Uh, Janine Sito. Yeah, Janine Sito has got a question about this. Do you guys have any advice on Stevia? I'm very conscious of the bad effect that artificial sweeteners have, but is stevia any different? 
So the long and the short answer is that stevia by itself as a plant is very fine, like no problems. In fact, has a, a diabetic protective like effect. So you can use the plant and it can be really very, very, very beneficial. But it's very, very sweet and incredibly bitter, like crazy bitter and in, like massively sweet. So in order to make it commercially uh, palatable, what companies have done is that they've added something that is considered to be natural, however, is far from natural when you actually consider the process and that's by adding erythritol to it, which is the uh, the 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 alcohol of the fermented sugar of uh, fructose. So I, I, I don't think it's wise to be uh, putting into the body um, inert sugars um, such as lactulose and, and all of those um, types of sugars that may be seen to be um, potentially prebiotic but also cause disruption of the gut. You can do it with food that's not farmed and erythritol is one of those sugars um, most of the stevia products that you find on the market are not actually stevia they're actually erythritol with a tiny tiny little bit maybe one two or three percent at best stevia in it in fact it could be as little as 0.3 percent stevia mixed in with white powder and uh, and that to me is false advertising i think it's um rotten stinking uh, marketing and uh, and, I, and I don't I don't like it at all. So stevia is fine, but those little white sticks of crap are not. They're no good. They're but, no but, good. but also, Damo, like natural sugars are fine. You know, honey is fine. Uh, maple syrup is fine. Beautiful fruits are fine. Beautiful. Like, like I know, Damo, you're Beautiful. always on about this, but it's like we have just demonised the natural sugars so much, and uh, you know. It's if you're going to put something in, just put something real. Like instead of going to such an effort yeah, right. to try and avoid, <laughs> yeah, you know, but you're going to unnatural. You know, if there's a choice between unnatural and natural, unprocessed and processed, just go for the natural one. You know, go for the unprocessed one. Yeah, keep it simple. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, Bredo seems to have dropped off. Oh no, there he is. Oh, he's back. Did you lose me? He's back. Well, Damo, the next one's. I agree with you, Bredo. There's a there's obviously an issue at the moment. Yeah, it is. Uh, there's a, there's a, a, just going back to the natural sugars, um, there was an issue just through the week where um, honey became an issue because yeah. what the government legislated, and I don't know if it was the government or Food Standards Australia New Zealand, FSANS, somebody legislated that honey has to be pasteurised in Australia. In other words, you can't buy raw honey anymore. Um, it has to be pasteurised. Now, the problem with that is that when you pasteurise honey, you lose some of the moisture in it. And so the manufacturer is going to, of course, want to maintain the moisture level and, of course, they're going to want to maintain the sweetness of it and not get it too tart or too whatever. So they're going to balance it out with the sugar. Duh, like, come on. What you need to be doing is petitioning your local politician to say, let us have access to natural honey, raw honey. Let us have access to raw milk. Like, start to open these conversations up. It's enough of us being passive and layover and, you know, just get a little rub on our belly and get you fed lip service by our politicians. It's time that you actually start writing letters about stuff that matters to your health. So start writing letters. Vote for the Health Australia Party, number one. That's a really important thing to do at the next election. Nice. And then number two, write to your current parli parliamentarian politician <laughs> about um, access to um, honey, proper real honey, and and 
milk. Like, get access to real milk. Like, why can't we get access to raw stuff? I think that's really important. Anyway. I like it. I like it, Damo. Good rant, Damo. I like this. I'm liking these rants. So, Damo, I think the next one's for you as well. Jane Easton says, hi there. I've been reading about and listening to The Plant Paradox by Dr. Stephen Gundry regarding the impact of lectins on our health. Tell us about lectins, Damo. Yeah, lectins are a chemical that are in um, in all plants. Um, and lectins are put in plants by the plant um, to protect it from grubs or birds or whatever else. And certain seeds and nuts are rich in lectins. Um, and if if the lectin is, is left undigested uh, or if there's large amounts of lectins in your diet, then in some people it can cause you know, some, some issues. Um, and some of those issues uh, are associated with autoimmune disease um, and some of those issues are associated with grumpiness of the gut. Some of those issues are associated with um, you know, uh, mental health issues. And so you know, it's, it's wise to not have too much lectin in your diet. And this can be seen, um, you know, in, in diets that are really rich in processed grains, uh, really rich in just one particular type of grain in particular, um, or diets that are really rich in just only, say, nuts and seeds. So I, re- I remember a time when we knew that nuts and seeds were good for us, and people just started going, wow, if nuts and seeds are good, I'm just going to eat heaps of them. <laughs> well, there's, of course, a challenge with doing that. And and one way around that is by having sprouted or activated or soaking, um, you know, your nuts and your seeds. I've often said it's better to soak your nuts than to cook your nuts. And um, and Brett always has a bit of a giggle when I say that. Uh, I don't know why he does, but he just has a bit of a giggle with that. I soak um, my nuts every I think every he likes to soak morning. his nuts. Yeah. Every week <laughs> That's I soak right. my nuts. Um, but here's some news for you. Forage, within the next few weeks, we'll start to have sprouted ingredients. So we'll start to have some sprouted Wow. Um, papitas and sprouted um, sunflower seeds, and that's coming out in our new packaging, so you'll see all that. Wow. World's worst kept secret now, um, but that's How happening. Um, so you'll see our, our new bags will have sprouted across the top there, which would be really good. Um, sure. So we're aware of it, but not everything um, needs to be lectin-free because it's impossible to be lectin-free. Like even your kale's got lectins in it. Even kale. spinach has lectins in it. Even your avocado's got lectins in it, believe it or not. So don't be so afraid that lectins um, are there. Be mindful that water is important, whole foods important, variety is even more important, and um, and, and and just eat whole food. If you're going to stick to processed stuff, you want to minimise your exposure. Now, Damo, whilst you're on a rant, we've got uh, Lindley Jade Yench, and uh, she uh, tell us more about erythritol. I think you've covered that one. But she also says, can you post more info on this and also monk fruit as a sweetener? Now, I've heard you talk about monk fruit on the Wellness Guys before. So, um, if, And she says, if one does want a sweet treat, what are the most healthful options? So go monk fruit. Tell us about monk fruit. I'm not sure if Brett's cutting out or if it's me cutting out, but I'll just answer this question um, from, from Lindley um, just about monk fruit. Um, I'm concerned about erythritol, you're right. I am really concerned about it. And as we go on, we'll learn that erythritol is um, more of a problem. It's much the same as any other sweetener. Um, It is an issue. Uh, Monk fruit by itself, again, is actually a sweet fruit. Um, And monk fruit by itself is fine. However, again, they're not using a lot of monk fruit in these blends. They're using mainly erythritol with a little bit of monk fruit in it. Um, And so it's interesting because... It's not 
essentially the monk fruit that is the sweetener. It's the erythritol that's the sweetener. And they've added something else to it to make it seem like it's a monk fruit supplement or a stevia supplement. Um, it's really an erythritol sweetener, not the other way around, if that makes sense. All right. So, Damo, can you hear me now? Am I okay now? I think one of us yeah, is cutting I got out you. a little yep. bit. All right. So, I run on fat. He's a good bloke. He's been on that paleo show. Says, what's your best method yeah, to switch yep. off or de-stress from the fast-paced world happening around us? So, Damo, I mean, I know that you don't de-stress at Tigers games because I went to one with you. And that was definitely not you de-stressing. <laughs> so what do you do to de-stress? <laughs> well, one of the one of my strategies is to lie flat on my back. So I've got a posture pole. I lie flat on my back, and I just I lie like this, like I'm on a like a crucifix, I suppose, on my back on the ground, yes. but on a on a long posture pole that goes supports my head and goes down to my tailbone. And I'll focus on my breath for, say, 10 minutes. That's a really great way to switch my body back into parasympathetic mode. Once I get off this call tonight, I'll go and do 10 minutes of just lying flat on my back just to relax and just to, you know, to calm down. Because when you do these sorts of things, like we're, our brains are alert, you know, so we're like at 10 past 10 at night. Our brains are alert. We're still thinking of answers and we have to be on our toes, right? So I'm in a sympathetic m mode at the moment and I need to get into a parasympathetic mode. So I will go and lie down on a posture pole and I will close my eyes, focus on my breathing, and I'll be good to go. So that's one of the things that I do. But I do play golf at least once a week and I, I aim for two or three times a week and that really helps me out too. What do you do, Brado? Well, yeah, I think I do a few. I do do the posture pole as well. I love that. I often do that uh, whenever I've got a little break. I just roll that one out and have a little lie down. I find that fantastic for undoing the postural stress of our modern lives. I I do like to exercise, so I find exercise is a great way for me to de-stress. Whether that's doing a you know a bit of a harder workout in like a CrossFit type workout, or sometimes just going for a walk. You know, we like to take our dog and our pony for a little walk around the block. I think you've been with us on that little walk demo. <laughs> It's about a little 5K walk I haven't. No, I haven't. You haven't done I it haven't yet? Been there. No, you have to I get, haven't been there. No, come. I haven't been there yet. You have yeah. to come for a walk, Damo. I'll be and, there for uh, the so wedding. We, so we do that. Yeah, yeah MC at the wedding, Damo. It's going to be great. And um, so we do that. We, you know, I like to I like to do physical stuff. I like to get in the garden and do some work. You know, I get out the chainsaw or I get out the hedge cutter and, uh, and I do some physical work. And I find that is a really nice break from a lot of the mental work we do day to day. So I do like to get a bit more physical and um, not just as Damo's thinking, but actually, you know, just more physical. And um, so that's good. And I really like to I really like to fish when I get a chance. That is one of the my favourite ways to relax is just to go fishing and I go a bit of squidding, a bit of cast and retrieve. And I find that very therapeutic and very relaxing when I do get a chance to do it. Sometimes I do it on the kayak. And so I get both. I get a bit of fishing and a bit of exercise. Nice. And that's really good. Tommy and I love nice. getting out there, just the two of us out on the water by ourselves. It's great. So um, those are probably my favourite ways to de-stress. And, and sometimes just a little bit of quiet time. I just like to go and sit by myself on the couch or on my bed and just have a little bit of time to myself and sometimes even on the phone reading about football or you know reading about looking up what Damo's up to on social media. But... Sometimes just a little bit of time to unwind and de-stress that way as well, which yep. I know a lot of health and wellness people would say is naughty, but I do do that as well. Do you put red glasses on when you're doing that? I haven't. I don't actually have any red glasses at the moment. I did have some, and I used to, and I lost them, and I haven't done it for ages. So 
I should get on board. It seems everyone's doing it at the moment. Everyone's got their little blue blockers. I see them all over social media at the moment. So someone's doing a great yeah. advertising yeah. campaign there because they're everywhere. They everywhere. are everywhere. <laughs> we actually have them in our practice too. There you go. Bredo, um, we should wrap this because it's going for a long time. But uh, <laughs> And we could, we could and we do want to give as much as we possibly can and we would be here all night if we had the opportunity um, and, and, and I suppose we do have the opportunity but we've got to let somebody say one more question Damien is from Michelle are you going to run okay. for the Health Australia Party that's what she wants to know <laughs> I saw Michelle post that and I had a little laugh I did my little laugh thing. <laughs> um, no I'm not going to run for Health Australia Party but let me just say that I did contact our local member Tim Wilson the other day um, and I did contact uh, Josh Frydenberg the other day um, when we had the leadership spill. Um, I think that Australia needs to be governed better, to be honest with you. And so um, I, I, there's no point sitting back anymore. Like, we've all just got to get active. It's ridiculous that yes. we're, we're just watching this stuff go on. We've all just got to get active. Contact your local member and just do stuff. Make it all happen. Otherwise, this next election is going to be a repeat of the last one, the yeah. last one, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, long answer short. No, nah, I'm not going to run for the Health Australia Party. I'm going to keep on working my practice. I'm going to keep on doing the wellness, guys. I'm going to keep on working with Bredo and Marcus when I'm not out, etc., etc. So that's what we're going to do. All right. Good one, Damo. Thanks for seven, a fantastic seven years, Damo. It's been an absolute pleasure Thank you, catching up with you every single week for seven years and picking your brain and hearing your insights and learning from you and mostly just having you as a mate. So thank you for an awesome seven years, Thanks, DK. Bro. Thank you too, Brett. I really have loved it. And I, I reckon, you know, we have grown closer and closer. We're like brothers and I love that. And, uh, and I look forward to what the future brings for us. And I look forward to, you know, many more happy, great podcasts with you as well. So uh, long live the wellness, guys. Uh -huh. And uh, congratulations on reaching seven. No itch. I know you might have got a little bit itchy. <laughs> I reckon you would have got itchy, but I didn't get itchy at all, <laughs> at all. Better. <laughs> uh, and thank you so much for joining us from New Zealand, from London. I see mm. Lisa's there in London. Erin Cunningham's there. There's a whole bunch of people from all over the place, yeah. all over Australia. Uh, we've got Hong Kong uh, represented there. So we've got people all over the place. And yeah. so and thank you very for, much. Keep on spreading the message. In. Thanks for putting up with us for seven years as well and tuning into the Wellness Guys every single week. It, it never ceases to amaze me when yeah. I see the numbers come through of just how many people actually listen to us talk crap every week it's just <laughs> phenomenal so thank you everyone for tuning in and know, helping right. us spread our message which is really what we love to do so we couldn't do it without you guys thank you yeah yeah absolutely thanks so much guys have a great night and um please give us a five-star rating share <laughs> uh our podcast with your friends um especially those people you know need a wellness update um and until next week continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Did I mix that up? <laughs> yeah, that that's up. the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Good night, darling. See you guys. See you, Bredo. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of The Wellness Guy Show. We hope you love the new feel. Remember to continue to interact with us and tell us what you thought of this and other episodes. Please head to facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Guys and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. This is the way that we get to share our message with the world. For more information about Bredo and all that he's up to, please head to drbredhill.com.au and to find out more about me, head to damienchristoff.com. Until we meet again, continue to bring wellness into your life and we'll join you next time on The Wellness Guys Show.
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.